Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool, and you are listening to Hindsight Hacking, where we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you clearer foresight. And now, as we still bring you the same great, amazing interviews each and every week, we are adding bits and pieces to serve you in such a great way. These bits and pieces are some mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more on the daily hacks. So we want to make sure that you have all the tools and all the resources that you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And obviously, to get more sales. So head over to gethhhm.com forward slash toolbox to grab your free resources to get the help you need to get more. And if you're interested, after you collect all those freebies, because they're amazing, hit the link in the show notes and jump on our calendar because we definitely want to help you. Guys, we absolutely love the community that we've created with your guys' help, and we love all the hindsight hackers. So jump on in and get on our calendar. So without further ado, what do you say? Let's get to it. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. And Today, we are joined by the one, the only, Mr. Chris Baden. Chris, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk with you today. Uh, but to let anybody know, Chris, he is a man, he is always thinking of roughly three things, and that is a lifelong marriage, impacting family, and multi-million dollar businesses. He thrives in purpose-driven prospecting, business-to-business, business-to-customer, and the last three businesses have all achieved multiple uh, two comma clubs, multiple $1 million in revenue. But more importantly, Chris is a dad of three, two boys, one girl. And you know, this is the fun, fun fact. He and his wife, Beth, have competed on American Ninja Warrior. So we definitely <laughs> got to get into that. Chris, oh my gosh, thank you so much for being here. Corey, Ron, I'm excited to hang out. Yeah, <laughs> we're, fun super, yeah we're super stoked to have you. I can't wait to ask about a bunch of things, but we kind of know who you are. So why don't you take a little bit of time and explain to the audience who's Chris? Uh, it, you know, I'm I'm a guy, a man, just like anyone else trying to figure this thing out. <laughs> so I find myself, uh, as uh, Corey mentioned, focused on uh, building a lifelong marriage, uh, my my growing family. And uh, showing up as a as a you know a dad worth emulating, and also just building business, building business. I love solving problems. That's where it starts for me. It's simply solving problems. It's not more complicated than that. And um, serving other people, solving their problems, and all of it starts uh, for me. And it, it always started with a connection. It's always a connection. Like any good uh, business that I've built, or um, you know breakthrough award that I've won. It all sparked from um, some new connection with a person that I made that introduced a new idea that changed the very course and direct uh, trajectory of my life. And so I have a lot of passion around prospecting, or as I like to call it, purpose-driven prospecting, because it's the, it's the act, the language, and the skill of creating new connections in life. And so whatever we're looking for in life, we can, we can find it through new connection. And that opens... Uh, that allows us to go uh, places we never thought we'd go and meet people we never thought we'd meet. It opens opportunity that we once thought impossible or never thought at all, and it, it becomes a reality. And so um, I'm passionate about that just because that's what's happened in my life. And so I love sharing that message with other people. So good. So good. I, it's per the, You know, when I, when I read your introduction, when I've, I've already 
I thought back to listening to you on a few other podcasts. And I think back to just training that you give us, because for those that don't know, Ron and I are involved in, in your uh, Sales Ascender Mastermind, which we'll get into in a little bit. But, but that purpose-driven prospecting piece, like it, I, feel, I, I feel like you truly embody that from start to finish. And, uh, you know, prospecting, I think in general, can be scary, right? It, it can, yeah. for some people, to set the whole sales process can be serious, but prospecting, right, to, from a starting point. So how do you how do you make it not scary? For those of us that are less sales inclined, how do you make it less scary to actually be just relationship building, like in connection having? It's it's such a powerful question. Because think think about what you're just, you're, you're saying, Corey. You're, you're saying this, you're saying, hey, you know, the number one fear that all humans have, public speaking. Well, if that's not scary enough, let's mix it in with selling. You have to publicly speak in front of people and also sell. Like insert the like the the ingredients of the worst meal ever. And so the the nerves, uh, like and and the whole experience of even most people are going to quit before they even start. And so the question, you know, that you're asking is, well, Chris, how do we manage that? How do we deal with that? How do we respond to that? And what's powerful is how we respond to that will drastically change the direction of our life. So I like to argue that sales and prospecting is actually the number one life skill. You, it's unavoidable in business. It's non-negotiable in business. Sales is you can't ignore it. It's always the thing that has to happen. And if it doesn't, you go home. That's how the game of business works. No cash. No one wants to work for you. Nobody. You can't. You know, it, it doesn't work. Game right? over. <laughs> but, but I'd like game over, right? And so, uh, and you know, I've been blessed the last ten years of my life to continue to earn the right. With the, with the skill of sales. You can put me in any industry and I'll find a way to survive because I already have. And the reason I've been able to is I just, I got lucky. I happened to start building sales as my first business skill first. I, 10 years ago, I, I did a, a, it was my first commission only sales job and first job. And, and I had no idea what I was getting into. But the second month, it was in payment technology, if anyone's curious, okay. uh, meaning merchant. Ask merchant processing credit card processing you know when you go to a restaurant or you used to go to a restaurant and you and you got done with a meal and you gave them a credit card and they take it to that big ugly box and they like click the screen a few times they swipe i was the guy that had to go track down business owners negotiate rates and change the the software and hardware of how the transaction took place um a really, really tough sell. Hey, Mr. Business Owner, I'm 24, know nothing about business. Here's why we should, you should process your millions of dollars with me. And by the way, in order to transition this, we need to stop sales. And if it works right, then it'll be back up and running. But if not, then we're going to have problems. And hey, just sign here on the dotted line and we can get started. Like it, it was, there's a lot of um, salesmanship and learning how to listen and serve that I went through. But here's what, what I learned in my second month. My second month, I'm working 60 plus hours a week for the whole month. Guess how much I made that uh, that month? $2,000. We got Ron for $2,000. Going once, Zero. going to Corey. What do you got? Zero. I made $800. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. 60 plus hours, probably 70 plus hours, honestly. I'd wake up in the morning, network in the morning. I'd work all day and I'd network at night. Cause, cause here's the thing, like, 
I was just doing everything I could to make it, right? Yeah. I was trying to save up to buy a ring, propose to my then girlfriend. <laughs> and I felt like half a man. She was like, I want to get married. And I was like, you want to live with my parents? And she was right. like, no. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I suck. And I'm broke. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure it out. And um, so I'm doing everything I can. And what I learned that month changed the very course of the rest of my career. I learned that I don't get paid to work. I get paid to produce results. And that's no one else's problem, but mine. In other words, when I'm talking to somebody in a business owner, it's not, they don't need to buy the deal or sign the deal so that my problem is solved. It's not how it works. You don't treat other people. Well, you can treat other people like that, but that's going to be a crappy sales career. Right. right. <laughs> it's going to be short lived. So I overcame that with volume and I started investing in skill because here's the deal. When you break sales down, it's the ability to listen to other people. It's the, the ability to practice empathy. It's the ability to creatively solve problems. I'd like to continue to argue that sales is actually the number one life skill. It's not negotiable for business, but it's also the number one life skill that in, improves all aspects of life. In other words, you can spend time investing in building your salesmanship and none of it will be wasted time, no matter what light, walk of life or industry you're in. If you're an artist, singer, musician, it doesn't matter. The ability to listen, be empathetic, and creatively solve problems are, are fundamental life skills that everyone needs. And you're able to then, Corey, to your original question, begin to fearlessly, even I dare to say, enjoy building relationship with new people. What one? This is really important to point out. The context and the framework of you even asking that question implied a couple things. Ooh. Most people, most people, think about sales like like you're you know uh, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, a homeless person with a cardboard sign begging. That's what they view sales as a little bit, right? And they're like, I don't want to be that. Well, nobody wants to be that. And you know what? No one really wants to buy from that. Right, right. <laughs> so it works out so everyone wins and that everyone agrees that that's not a good idea. What we forget as sellers, as business owners, as entrepreneurs is we're not begging. We're not coming to the marketplace to beg. We're coming to the marketplace with an offer. So to flip it, we're not on the side of the road as, as you know, the, with the person with the sign. We're actually the billboard or the Disney amusement park, the people, or we're, or we're the, you know, the, the new release of the iPhone with the line out back around the corner. Why? Because we came to market with an offer. And so much of that's great marketing and choreograph. Oh, yeah. Come on. You've, run, you've been oh, doing man. this for how long and you run out of stock. You're oh, killing right. me. <laughs> hey, so the point is this, we're no different. And if we don't view ourselves as business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders that way, then today and right now is a great place to start doing that. <laughs> yeah. Because two things, number one, we'll remember that we'll bringing, bringing an offer to market is so much more fun than begging for anything. <laughs> and number two, the, what we like to call the natural buying experience your customers will have a much different experience in the transaction with you. Because listen, business is just a systematic way 
of delivering a product or service. It's very surface level. To sell is to serve. You're solving a problem. You're serving. It's great. It's helpful. It's good. It's transactional. It makes the world go round. It's great. But if you go a layer deeper, or maybe we go up here, a layer deeper of to sell is to serve, right. to sell is also to connect. And connecting means creating an experience. See, like I like to describe entrepreneurs as business artists. What's created from the heart's felt by the heart. Why else are we spending time away from our family and our loved ones or sacrificing what, you know, uh, how we eat and our health and devoting all of our resource, mental, emotional, and physical and financial and sometimes spiritual energy into building our businesses? Why are we doing, why are we doing all of it if it's not like meaningful, right? So if we're able to create an experience, it man, it makes it so much fun and more fulfilling for us as the leaders of it, but it also makes it irresistible for customers yeah. uh, to where they come wanting more. And there's still another layer deeper, but I've been talking a lot and dropping. <laughs> so uh, yeah, how is some of this hitting you guys? <laughs> no, this is, this is perfect because literally my wife and I were having this conversation around sales because every like personality test, it says I should either be a CEO or a salesman. Those are it, right? Awesome. And and I never wanted to do sales because I was always afraid of like commission only. I was like, honey, you like to eat and the kids want a place to live and they'd be happy in a box, but you probably wouldn't. So I'm not going to do a commission only business. And she goes, I think it's funny. Like you pushed off sales all this time and now you're just doing sales. I said, <laughs> I go, I'm not doing sales. Like I, I don't understand why you think I'm doing sales. We're oh, helping so people good. get their message out there, right? I'm I'm not doing sales. We're giving them a solution so they can take their message that's stuck in their head and get it out of their mouth, out in the world. She goes, but you're selling them. I go, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not getting into the conversation with you. Well, but you definitely didn't sell her on that idea. I didn't sell her. <laughs> I, well, I, I sold her to marry me, and that was it. That was all. Um, yeah, that's what matters, right? <laughs> but no, exactly. And and I love you were talking about life skills, and I totally agree. I think if you're able to communicate effectively, which is sales, you need that like in life. Like you need that with your boss. You need that with your peers. You need that with your coworkers. You need it with your spouse. You need it with your kids. Like the ability to communicate effectively will impact all of those. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Huge. It's huge. So now that we talked about all that stuff, I want to talk about American Ninja Warrior and totally <laughs> flip everything. Cause I want to know, yes. about it, right? Like yes. seriously, was it as hard as it looks like on TV? And how Absolutely. far did you get? How far did you get? <laughs> uh, so let's see. I I got to the fifth obstacle. Uh, okay. Was the farthest in in a season, and um, the second obstacle took me out one one season. That was the shortest run. That was a very sad season. I was very frustrated with that. Um, it was it was the weird like I'm like a wheelbarrow like this. Okay. And up, you spin. And then you spin. And the second rotation, I don't even know what, like it slipped, slipped off somehow. I was oh, oh, so frustrated. Um, he, but here's a couple interesting, fun things about American Ninja Warrior that people don't know. I'll take you behind the scenes. You guys want to hear these stories? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Number one, call time is at 8 p.m. I didn't run until 6 a.m. <laughs> that sucked. Okay. 
So I'm up like all, all night. night. Yes, I'm up the whole night waiting to go do my thing. So like eating and sleep and like not not fun. Worth doing. Um, glad I got the opportunity, which is awesome. Uh, she got to do it with uh, some of our best friends, and which made it completely fun. Uh, something else. Um, it is absolutely a TV show. And so had I understood sales and marketing better, <laughs> I would have known how to sell myself way better. And so as they're basically you know, doing interviews and trying to pull story out of me, I'm like, yeah, 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 I don't care. I just want to go compete and play on the obstacles. <laughs> had I now knowing what I know, I'm like, oh, I did not play that right. <laughs> Here's my backstory. Here's everything I need. It, <laughs> Sales and mar if someone's listening, sales and marketing is a life skill. It will make your life better no matter what you do. It doesn't matter. So um, yes, that uh, it is a TV show. Uh, it's not built for convenience for the athletes. And the sweet spot is when I got to do the testing. And so I I didn't make it to the finals, um, but the finals is in Las Vegas where I live. And so I, uh, you know, got to meet some of the people and I did some of the promo. I, I don't know. I just hang around. I like to meet people, whatever. Right. So after we were done, like I, I somehow, I don't know, met the producers or whatever. And long, and then I ended up doing some of the promo stuff. So you'll see me in commercials or whatever, but, um, the promos meaning, okay, I need you to go up here and try more of the obstacles and then fall here. And it's like this, like I fell from like 12 feet. Back oh, it's like scripted where you have it, to fall? Yeah. They're like, I need you to go up, do these two obstacles, and then fall right on that part. I'm like, you got it. <laughs> so I was like a stunt double, basically. So the the, the most airtime that I have is just me eating it. So there's that. <laughs> My wife did compete for one season, and, and she had like a – she's like – she's the caller in my world. Like she's the singer and musician and she, life of the party, right? So she's got her guitar. She's doing like a Ninja Warrior song, whatever. And she had her time on NBC and, and, you know, did her run and got to the second obstacle. And I think she mostly got aired because her head almost got taken off by the log ride thing. I was freaking out. Like I, I'm like filming uh, like our own stuff on the side and I almost jumped the fence to like, are you alive? Like what happened? And they, in this, in the actual show, they had a sound effect. It was like, Gush. so it sound, it, they made it look like it hit her, but it didn't. If oh. you watch the replay, it like literally like just, barely grazed her wow i'm so glad because that thing is really heavy like that oh would have not gosh. have been cool and wow. yeah it was uh, so some ninja warrior stories um the last one i'll sh i can share with you is when i got to do the testing in vegas i uh so stage three is like all hands i'm not a professional rock climber you literally need to be a professional rock climber to handle that stuff you'll 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 get flooded or you'll you'll gas out essentially right. uh depending on you know who if i'm talking to rock climbers or not um but after you do stage three then you have to do stage four which those that don't know the show you're climbing a 75 foot rope that's two inches thick and you have to do that in less than 30 seconds oh yeah it's listen. So I tried it fresh. I got to t test it fresh. Okay. And, and I've, I've climbed like maybe a 20 foot rope before. I never trained really hard for American Ninja Warrior. I've always been active. My mission for that was to always keep it fun and not make it a, another job. Right? right. Cause I have this other, I'm going to go destroy this thing and it's going to consume my life deal. And I was like, I can't make that this. Okay. Right. And so, um, I go up there to, to approach it. Now I, 
people were trying, like there's like 50 people that did it that day. Only two made it to the top. Okay. And I start climbing this thing and I'm, there's no way in heck 30 seconds or less is happening. Okay. No. <laughs> but I, I'm also a little persistent and stubborn. And so I proceed and think it's a good idea. Like I'm not getting off this stupid thing until I get to the top. <laughs> and so I'm, it took me just over five minutes and I was one of the two people that made it to the top. Okay. Wow. Um, I, I'm like getting to the top. I'm like telling the person like, keep yelling. Like I'm, I'm dying. My hands are cramping. I am not built to do this type of thing. I get to the top. I'm like, my hands are, I could not open my hands. Like, I don't know what happened, but anyway, they're just locked up. I'm, I felt like I just ran 30 miles. Like I have no oxygen. I'm just like dying um, up at the top. And the way you use your legs, you wrap it around the rope. That rope is really rough. And so it ripped through all of my skin. Oh no. Oh all my. around, all around my leg, like all the way up the back. Okay. And so they, they're like, my body was already calling a medic. He saw, I started bleeding. Like, like I need a helicopter to get, you down. know, <laughs> in this Rudy experience. And, um, like, of course I, so I, anyway, it, it was, it was a disaster. <laughs> and I, like, I, so I see the medic, but that was just towards the beginning. So I have him wrap me up so I can go do some more obstacles. I ended up falling in the water in front of like one of the, on a, on the spider wall thing or whatever. And I get out and I see one of the most famous ninja, like uh, Japanese ninjas there. It ended up getting infected. And my, yeah, I found out about all kinds of diseases. I almost lost my leg. I'm not being dramatic. It's like literally what happened. And and I'm just like, yeah, put some tape on it. Like I can, it doesn't, you know, I can still walk. So I'll do the opposite. I just, the way my brain works. Right. And, and so I, I get a shot and eventually the, you know, uh, bacteria goes in there and my leg's fine. And, but I had the scar and I'm like, Oh, it's just such a, it's, there's Holy a lot of Ninja smokes. Warrior story. <laughs> Holy smokes. Uh, yeah. For yeah. something that you didn't take a lot of, uh, I'm doing this all right. Like you didn't go all in. You were just trying to have fun. That's, that's a pretty crazy, pretty crazy. It, it got a little intense. It was pretty cool to see. I got to go to some warehouses and actually like work on the design of, of uh uh and huge shout out to to dustin rocco he's he competed for seven years great friend and uh the rv ninja i wouldn't have been in all that if it wasn't for for him and his family and so um he basically calls me on a tuesday afternoon and was like hey do you want to go do some uh obstacle testing and and work on some of the design stuff i'm like heck yeah i do that sounds like a blast let's do it he's like okay great we're leaving tomorrow morning at 4 a.m i was like what what like <laughs> what am i i can't how am i do that he's like figure it out <laughs> so, so we did and we went and so we got this it's cool seeing it from that stage to actually on set and we tested it on set in the uh, like you know uh venice beach uh, setting and that year they were doing it on Universal Studios and so we tested it there and then what you see what actually airs and so it's it, like one and they're crafting a show it's really important for us sales and marketers right to kind of tie it in because I just I don't know I just like doing that right. is they are building a story so when the ninjas are running and they're all and it's too hard and their top ninjas are falling and they're like, we don't have anything to sell, like a story to sell. 
they they'll make some a little adjustments. <laughs> yeah, and they'll give a little prep talk to some of the ninjas, like freaking figure this out. Right. The, like there's been some of those behind the scene intense parts, and so for one, there is like this I beam that you like you have to like put your feet on and climb up. This is really, this is probably just entertaining for me trying to recreate some of this <laughs> stuff. Like, Chris just looks really, like a really. moron, right? <laughs> so you go up and then you, you're eventually upside down and you have to like go over this ledge like and reach straight up and no one was getting by it. So the camera is here, but what they did is on the backside, they put a little step. So people could like that went later could actually step on it and and start getting past the obstacle and you still don't see it on tv so there's all those little things wow. seeing it from and think about our products and services right? right right we in the background we know what we started from and then the market starts to hear it and pick up and they're like whoa wait that's kind of a thing you're like it is <laughs> <laughs> here's this little, little you're like yeah, no no yeah 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 yeah. no it's great it is great <laughs> you know so how how they're building um, you know, their obstacles and crafting a story is uh, very similar to how we are crafting our offer and what we're bringing to a market. I know you, I don't think that's where you're trying to go with it, but it's just oh, too perfect. easy to tie in. So I'm done doing it. No, it was, <laughs> and, it was, it was great. It was funny because my wife and I, we used to work out together when we were dating and, and she's like super fitness America lady, but, uh, there's a, a good sales guy. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I lucked out. I lucked out. Yeah, um, I mean, you look at, you're looking at him right now. Yeah, you? yeah. Like, <laughs> seriously, I'm a really good salesperson. Um, but uh, there, I meant that as a compliment, but I see where Corey's going. Yeah, yeah there's a, uh, it looks like an escalator, stair stepper. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. So yeah. she's, and she goes, I'm, a, it's leg day. So I'm doing this. I was like, okay. So we do all these legs and then she ends on this stair stepper and it's 15 minutes forward, 15 minutes sideways, 15 minutes backwards, 15 minutes sideways, 15 minutes forward. It's like an hour and 15 minutes walking on this treadmill or thingy. And I get like a half hour into it. And I turned to her, I go, look, if you don't want to date me, you don't have to kill me. Like we can stop. <laughs> but this, this, funny. this is not working. Like I am not doing this. Like I'm happy your legs look the way they do. And if that's what it takes, so be it. But I, I appreciate the not. function of the Stairmaster oh, <laughs> for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There was no way, no way. Yeah. All oh, right. So awesome. uh, yeah, I love those stories, Chris. Thanks for sharing. That's definitely uh, awesome. And, and it, it actually like, you know, thinking about how you're driven there, just even to go up 75 feet, uh, up the rope, uh, even though there was only thing, but your own pride that you were trying to achieve. Right. But yeah, there was, like, there was no benefit. There was no reward, no one, no camera. There was like, it was just like Rudy mode moment, like kicked <laughs> in and I'm like, no, like I'll just lock in and just until I get it. Sorry. But no, yeah, no, you're, you're, no, but for a different reason, but, but it, <laughs> I, assume, I assume that's some of that same mentality you had when you took multiple businesses to be in over a million in revenue, right? Like the, uh, a million in revenue is, is not achievable by a lot of people, right? How many businesses like they hit 300 K and that's their max. How many businesses, you know, truly will hit the 1 million mark in, in the revenue aspect and compared to all the businesses that start, right? Like it's not many. Yeah. So what's, what was that? What's that mindset? What's that, that tip that you just, you had the persistence to, to make it work wherever you're at. So, um, 
and we has a, we were just talking about this a little bit earlier. A really powerful phrase that has impacted my life is, "What do I need to believe in order for insert desire to be true?" And like everyone listening, write that down. What do I need to believe in order to insert desire to be true? I started. Uh, it, I believe things are created twice. They're created first in the mind. And then they're then they're created in real life, and not that thoughts just. I'm totally a action person. <laughs> like, right. go work. You know, activity creates competency, right? Do the activity. You'll learn as you go. Take action. Like, go make it happen. Uh, I, I I that's I don't know how I'm wired and how it served that thinking has served me well. Now that said, um, <clears throat> I can I can share a couple really powerful things that have that have completely shifted how I live my life and how I show up as a husband, as a brother, as a son, as a father. When I was five years old, the coolest person on planet earth was Jason because Jason was a first degree black belt and he could kick above his head. And five-year-old Chris was like, whoa, that is freaking amazing. And I first saw it and I was like, I want that. It was a thought. If I never saw Jason and I never saw that, the idea of being a first degree black belt in Taekwondo, if anyone cares what art it was, would it wouldn't be on my radar. So it, it's first the idea, right? But a lot of us between having that idea, that natural inspiration and the commitment and the journey of seeing that to fruition is often the gap between what the calling we feel inside of us and and then between the reality of it happening now hang with me it took me it took me two years but when i was seven i i have i eventually got my first degree black belt and right before i did i was a red and black belt and i wanted nothing more in the world to actually quit and not be a first degree black belt and i was very blessed my dad you know what he did took you to practice <laughs> he got the keys to the studio or the gym and started bringing me in on Saturdays. Nice. nice. He taught, I, I learned, I didn't know what I learned then, but what I understand now is I got to understand that my emotions don't need to dictate the decisions I make. I can work through those. I can actually change the, I can change the things that I feel. They don't control me. I control them. Now, it doesn't mean that I'm a robot and I feel nothing. Emotions are very valuable, and it's very important to listen to them and be aware of them. They're telling us something. Like, my hand's over a fire. <laughs> yeah, there's fear, and there's all these... Uh, yes, yes, all those emotions are trying to keep you alive. Like, listen to that. <laughs> right? It's important to be a very self-aware of the emotions that we have. But, but I learned that, oh, what I'm feeling is I'm burned out and I'm discouraged, and I have no momentum, and I don't think I can. It's the character of me that's being challenged. And and what I learned was, like you're saying, Corey, is per, like persevering through that. And what, how do you do? How do you do it? Well, start really small. Start really small, and but do the activity, do the punches, the forms, run the play, go over it. If you're if it's sales, have this have the conversation with anybody, friends or family. Practice. Sell in front of the mirror. Do it a hundred times. You think I'm crazy? Do it five hundred times. 
Like I'm not, I'm not joking. <laughs> and you tell me how you feel after you get those kind of reps in, are you going to feel more confident or less confident? And the thing is, is there's always time for what's important to us. So it's really important to look at our calendars and our money, and that'll tell us what we value. And if we're valuing things greater than our success, it's kind of, it, I mean, it'll be very clear. Like it's why we're not succeeding more the way that we want to. And that's a really harsh and direct way of saying it. And I hate going through that exercise myself, but I do it. And you know what? When we fast forward and Chris knows nothing about sales and feels like he's going to vomit every single day for the first eight months of his first sales job, what fires off in me is I'm not leaving until I beat this damn thing. I suck at it. I do. But, but I'm going to stop doing this job. I'm not going to quit. And what that taught me is I learned how to manage a pipeline. And I ended up staying for three years and building a book of business with, with over 200 businesses. And that led into me then uh, picking my first business and leading a small team of five as a state farm agent. Clean shaven, suit and tie. I was your good neighbor. Do you know Jake? Not my gig. <laughs> What's that? Do you know Jake? Do you know Jake? <laughs> Yeah, I actually, we did a tour of the thing. They're like, this is where Jake sits. And I was like, man, this is still not interesting to me. <laughs> and and uh, I, um, anyway, so, um, but I, I, and there's there's so much story wrapped in there, right? Because I worked so hard. I worked so hard. I just kept solving bigger problems. I never saw myself as a sales professional. I, st I still don't fully. I am and I do, but I, like I, I get like I take the the personality test and I don't fit the ideal salesperson, but I know how to listen to people. I know how to practice empathy and I know how to creatively solve problems and make impact in people's lives. And that's led me to creatively solving more and more bigger and bigger problems, which now I'm still commission only, but I'm commission only for my marriage, for my family, for my partnerships, for my team. I'm just commission only for more people now. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I love so it. yeah, there's a lot in there. Yeah, no, I, so I did Taekwondo as well. I only got to purple, right on. only got to purple. purple. But what's interesting is I was in the best shape and the fittest I was ever, which is mm. that how I got my wife. Uh, <laughs> but, but like I would go there and the, uh, the instructor since I would, uh, I would start mm. and I would be there for like four hours every single day. Cause he was like, okay, do this, do this, do this. And I just, I lost track of time. Right. But now fast forward, Corey knows this one gentleman, uh, his name was Tim. He did something. He was able to like do this with his fingers and poke through watermelons. Crazy. Oh, crazy, crazy. And he would, and I would, I would, he was my parlor trick. I was like, dude, do the hand thing. And he would just jump up as high as he could and slam the ground, a cement ground as yeah. hard as he could and it would hurt me, but he had like, it didn't bother him because he crazy. built up this tolerance. Right. So yeah. kind of bringing it back to sales and all this other stuff, you build up the tolerance that you exercise, you build up the tolerance and you build up the skill set that you work on. Right. And you have to work through those tough parts, especially like you probably didn't want to go there on Saturdays. No, no I, I, I mean, I was only, uh, you know, like, almost seven or seven at that point. And, but I still remember the emotions of that day. 
I remember feeling completely burned out, complete every ounce of me did not, I was done. I was over it and I was ready to never think about it ever again. And, uh, but there was that, that over the hump and I got my first degree and then I got my second degree when I was eight. And then I had apparently had to wait till I was 21 to keep going. And that was frustrating and eventually came back out my third degree late, you know, but, but like it led down this different path of me eventually getting my third degree black belt. And it led down this path, this thinking and this ability when it comes to business to, to, um, uh, develop this discernment of, and the difference between stopping and quitting. And I mean, we're talking about sales. We're talking yeah. about the number one life skill and perseverance. In fact, can I show you guys something? I yeah. think there's, um, and I, like share screen. Is that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I able to see yeah. if I can pick, um, like the, I want these principles are so powerful that, that even my three-year-old and he's now four, this is little Emmett. Oh. Um, and you guys have heard a little bit of this, right? But okay. when it comes sales being a life skill, I just want people to know that um, the, the principles and foundation of what this is works at all levels. And when you get to seven figures, eight figures, nine figures, it, you know what's great is they don't change. They don't change. And so with little Emmett, these are so simple and so powerful with sales uh, that even he understands. In fact, uh, he started his own business. It was a keychain yep. business. And because uh, we lost our keys one time, there's a lot to the story. We won't get in, into all of it today, but it's a great story. Uh, it's a, yeah. he, feel free to tell as much of the story as you want, because it is yeah, like go into it. This, um, this story, real quick. This story is when I heard the story the first time. I immediately called Ron. Yep. And I was like, "Oh my God, you got to go listen to the Biz Rose podcast with Chris." And mm. this, if you can't listen the entire hour, just listen to the last ten minutes. That's what he said. <laughs> and, and just for this story, right? Yep. And so. And being able to hear it with the slides and stuff, you know, in, in the sales centers, again, that's like, I love the story and, and yeah, definitely. It's a great story. <laughs> I appreciate those kind words. Uh, it's, it's made a profound impact. Uh, being a dad has made a profound impact on my life, but, um, you know, immediately it's like a really common thought. Of, well, he's too young. He's too young to run a business. He's three, Chris. And people have told me, I thought that even at some point. And immediately I'm like, hell no. I'm not going to be the voice because like what I speak over my son today is his voice, his inner voice tomorrow. Yep. True. And that just like makes me think about what I say a little more. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm not going to be the voice telling, and like, we're all grown adults. You're, we're too this, we're too that. We're like, we're too fat. We're too skinny. We're too smart. We're too dumb. We're too rich. We're too poor. We're what, whatever spirit or voice that is, it's just trash. It doesn't lead to anywhere good. And so I, you know, he, he, uh, he had this problem where he really wanted a toy. <laughs> right. He busts into my office. He's like, dad, I want to get a toy. And I was like, this is great news. Emmett. He's like, can we get one? I said, absolutely. We can get a toy. So like, can we go right now? I said, sure, but we need money. And he's like, well, what do you mean we need money? And I was like, well, or he's like, how do we get money? I was like, well, you solve problems for other people and then they give you money in exchange. And so he follows up and he literally asked me this. He's like, well, 
how do I solve problems for other people? And I was like, well, I have no freaking idea how a three-year-old solves problems for other people <laughs> in the moment, but I'm going to find a freaking answer to this question. Right. So later that day, um, we were trying to run an errand. We couldn't find our keys. And I randomly just had this image pop in my head of a giant keychain. I was like, if we had a big keychain like that, we wouldn't lose our keys. So I said, hey, Emmett. I, I didn't tell him. He didn't experience all that, but I was I processed it. And I was like, hey, Emmett. What if we made big keychains so we didn't lose our keys and then we can help others not lose their keys? He's like, yeah. I mean, he's just he, like, whatever it is, he's like, doesn't care. He just wants to get the toy, right? right. So <laughs> he immediately, we skipped the errand. And then this is him actually putting, my wife, of course, is very creative and has a leather kit. I didn't know this. <laughs> so <laughs> perfect. And she even has like the ring to attach it. I was like, of course we do. So um, it was great. They start working together. And put it together. We made multiple keychains, and we and he uh, look at the beautiful artwork. Right? No, it's just a three-year-old scribbling on leather. But he, he he the effort was there. The focus was there. It wasn't a perfect product, but it was a product that still solved the problem. And we didn't go to friends and family. We went to we went to cold people that didn't know us, and we didn't know them. Why? Because they're the most honest. Everyone in our business, like go to your cold market first. Just talk to people. It'll make they'll get they have all the perfect copy. They have all the perfect feedback. And they'll give it to you faster because they don't care about you. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's it's like lean lean, it's it's a helpful rejection. <laughs> now, treat other people the way that you want to be treated. Don't be a glutton for punishment. You know what I'm saying? Like there's like I'm I'm I can be broken too. I don't like to get beaten up. I don't, maybe I have th thicker skin than most, but I'm still a human that has feelings. Like I hate getting rejected. Um, I've built incredible systems and strategies of how never to face rejection again. <laughs> okay. Like, um, but all this said, um, Emmett delivered his pitch. He said, I'm Emmett and I help people not lose their keys. And he shows them the keychain. That's it. It's very simple. Right. And, and he eventually, um, it was three bucks for the keychain, and he eventually sold enough keychains to get his $9 toy. And in order for, he to, for him to get the $9 toy, he didn't sell just one or two or three keychains. He sold up to $13. Because what, what I want, what as business owners, we need to understand, and I want my, my three and now four year old to understand is also how to manage the value you create. And so we have our save jar and our give jar and our checking jar and our save jar is for emergencies, our give jar is for others and our checking jar is for us to use. And so we we allocate the the remainder uh, accordingly, right? And uh, it's, it's just what was really powerful with Emmett, uh, just kind of wrapping up the shorter version of this is seeing business through the eyes of a three-year-old and the innocence and the fun and the simplicity. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not doing this right. I, I need to just, I need to go back to the fun and like the childlike faith. And that ties into to sell is to serve and to sell is to connect. It's creating an experience. But the last one is by far the most powerful. And this one I really can't guide or help anyone in, I can talk about it in their journey, but to sell is to love. That's the, that's the realm. And then that's the place where what's created from the heart is felt from the heart. 
that's that's when you get past all the feature and the benefit and you get past all the marketing headlines and the hooks and you get back to just connecting with humans and that childlike faith you remember the things that that give you this different type of energy where you can stay up later or or go longer or the creative ideas just unlock and they start flowing to you and you get to be a part of sharing those with other people you you tap into a different different element you know what's crazy if you're not focused on serving and connecting and loving the pain and the struggles that you're feeling currently in your business when as your business scales and revenue wise so also will those pains and <laughs> sufferings and and i learned i had to learn that the hard way and and i scaled to a point where my body was physically starting to shut down i couldn't will myself to the top of the rope anymore i had to mentally emotionally and spiritually and then and then you know financially uh, align and and when you do then you can start and begin to go to higher levels and all of this starts for me uh, with sales it's the ability to connect with other people and it's the skill the language and the activity of creating new connections if we want to accomplish something that is greater than ourselves, it will take more than ourselves. And so we need to reach out and we need to connect to others and we need to, as we treat other people the way that we want to be treated and, and we sell to others the way we like to be sold and we, we remember what it is to be a buyer and how fun it can be. Our, our Not only will our business, but our life and our relationships start to open up and, and man, we get to go places we never thought we'd go. We get to meet people we never thought we'd meet. The, the vision that starts unfolding is greater than we can even ourselves cr create and think. And that ah, just becomes so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, that is so true. Like literally, if we look back two years ago, there's zero chance Corey and I would have picked the life that we have right now. Because we hit some plateaus, then we had to figure out systems to go through those plateaus. And I was explaining this to my wife the other day. Like we build up to this plateau and then you find that ceiling and you're like, okay, but you want to keep scaling. So now you have to figure out different things to do to not only scale to where you want to go, but keep this still going, right? You, you have to have the systems in place to take care of your tribe yeah, and add to your tribe. Right. And, yep. and there's different skill sets that you have to learn and get through life. And I love and, and I was so happy when Corey pointed this out, when, you know, that story and you've told it a couple of times now. That story I've shared with my wife and her mm. comment was, well, you have to teach our children that because that's <laughs> what you did. Right. That's, that's all she said. I was like, OK. That's awesome. That's All awesome. Right. So, so Chris, I'm going to do, um, I got to, you know, hindsight hacking. We got to talk a little bit about hindsight. Uh, I've got three rapid fire questions for you. So first thought, best yes. thought, response, uh, number one sales tip you wish you knew sooner. Uh, commission and, models. No, I'm I'm totally commission, kidding. yeah, fire, wrong. Ah, oh, dang it. Oh, <laughs> had, we'll come back next time. And <laughs> I had to do it. I had to do it. Go ahead. Uh, commission, stru commission structure and revenue models. Um, ha in other words, have the right plan before you get started. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Number one tip when as you scale those businesses, 
on how to balance the family and the business. Mm. Calendar blocking. Calendar blocking. Calendar blocking. Ooh, I love that one. Look, right, I, anyway. I had no idea how to manage a calendar. I still suck at calendars, but I am. It's color coded. I'm light years better at it. And anytime I decide to do anything, I'm, the first place I go now is in the calendar. Where is it going to live? Um, because if something's coming in, something's got to go out. And I didn't understand that before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you have to have blank spots because things yes. happen. You have to. You have to Margin. be comfortable having nothing scheduled. Yes. Because sometimes you yes. need margin. All right. Last last one. Number one tip or, or something that you wish you knew that would have helped you with picking a partner, picking your client, picking your employees, just the whole people that you do business with that you wish you knew sooner. <clears throat> I would say... Um, like just to actually did not think too hard. The first thought that went through me is, is uh, develop character, develop character. It just personally um, think, write down all the characteristics of the spouse that you, you want to share your life with. Uh, if you're in that stage of life or the partners you'd like to have, write all of those characteristics down and then look at it from the different perspective of that's everything I need to be myself and more. And I, for whatever reason, happened to do that process very early in life. And um, I, haven't, I haven't picked partners. Now, I've been business partners with Sean and Melissa Malone the last five years, and they're incredible people. We just kind of found each other and survived a few fires together, and, and it's continued to grow naturally. And, um, but it's a huge part of life. It's a huge part of life. Love it. Love it. <clears throat> All right. Uh, that is definitely all I've got for you. But Ron, I, I assume you've got something important to ask. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know there's people out there. I'm, I'm watching the chat and everyone's like, that's awesome. How do people find you get in your world, like get involved with you and, and where can they find you? Uh, be best place by far is Facebook. Good old Facebook. Just like I'm a, I'm a person. Reach out uh, to me, Chris Baden. I've got like a blue background and then my, my big old mug right there, uh, beard and everything. And um, yeah, so so just Facebook. Uh, send me a message um, is the best way to, to contact me. Awesome. Perfect. And for those that don't know, the face your Facebook group, uh, Sales yeah. Ascenders Inner Circle. Uh, I mean, if you out there listening, out there watching, if you want to know anything about sales, you just heard some amazing tips, head on over to that Facebook group, which I am pretty sure will be in the show notes yes. for anybody around, but yep. sales senders, uh, inner circle there. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Uh, free, free content. If you guys like this conversation, we love the conversation. It's impacted our life personally as you started to get the feel of <laughs> yes. so keep the convo going. Love Perfect. It. All right, Chris. Thanks. thanks so much, man. I appreciate your time today. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Ron and Corey. Love you guys. Bye. I don't know about you, but I think I get goosebumps every single time I hear his, Emmett's uh, sales story. But uh, Ron, that's such only a good dad. Like, first off, that's just a good dad. Like he also said something that was profound that I'm going to use not only in the two takeaways, but like in life. Because I, I have kids, I have six, I have my own little football team. Right. So he said, and hopefully I get this right. Their inner voice of tomorrow is kind of your voice now. Right. If you think about that, 
holy smokes, you're going to really watch what comes out of your mouth towards them. Like, yeah. you know, that's, that's huge, right? That is huge. So that is one. I have so much. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, you're only allowed to. So I know, I know. Pair it down. Pair it down quick. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with something we were told a long time ago, and I don't think we understood why we were being told this. Craft your story. Repeat your story over and over and over again. Right? Yeah. And fine-tune your story which then will help you fine tune your offer and everything else you're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. And on, on Friday, the, the, the man that uh, really got us thinking about that will be on the show. So that's good. Yes, you will. <laughs> uh, you've got another story. So for sure, it'll help yep. you go to the next step. And then number two. Uh, well, I'm going to go with the other comment that was said, what do you the viewer or listener need to believe in order for blank to be true. Right. I think that's a very powerful statement and we're going to put that in the show notes for sure. So that way you have that. But I think if you kind of put that through your filter and change your beliefs, the desire kind of comes to you. Yeah. hundred percent. And then the last piece uh, we've been saying it on the show a lot that is done beats perfect uh, in Chris's words activity creates competency but without that activity you'll never get to this place that you want to go right without that first rejection without that first time of offering what you uh, offer without that first time of solving a problem for somebody you'll never get really good at solving the problem for the people you want to solve for. So, all right, uh, everyone, I appreciate you watching. I appreciate you listening from wherever you're at, YouTube, Facebook, or anywhere on the podcast world, as far as iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon, wherever. We appreciate you guys. Yeah, guys. We'll see you soon. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And you know what? If you're not already a member of our Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash profits with. Guys, we are super excited to have you be a part of our community and help you get more visible, get more traffic, and get more sales. That's right, Ron. And every time someone is in our group, we get to share all the tips, the tricks, and everything that you can get profits with from your summits, your challenges, your workshops, your podcasts, your vodcasts, and so much more. Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.